Before today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, I want to tell you about our new podcast series, Super Scoreboard, the old firm through the decades, in association with Indigo Unified Communications. Join me, Hugh Evans, and a host of legends from both sides of the divide as we look at the history of the old firm derby from the 1960s to the present day. In the latest episode, Simon Donnelly and Mark Hatley join me to discuss the rivalry in the 1990s. To listen, download the Radio Clyde app or search Super Scoreboard, the old firm through the decades on your usual podcast app. 0141-951-1025 It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard The transfer window is now closed with Laxalt and Zungu The last minute signings for the league's top two Sides up and down the country make last minute moves to get their final pieces in place And the Betfred Cup kicks off tonight But two games have been forfeited due to coronavirus I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna and Celtic have Diego Laxalt in the building Rangers are bringing Bongani Zungu over from France Both have managed to retain their star strikers after the transfer window closed and with just 11 days Gordon until they go head to head for the first time in 2020 but even before that with no fewer than three Scotland games including the biggest qualifier in 17 years quite a time for Scottish football and we've got Betfred Cup games tonight not as many as we should have though as coronavirus wreaks havoc with that competition Gordon DL as Roger says Scotland game just two days away arguably the biggest match in many many years mm. And the transfer window is now closed So pretty much that's your lot going forward to, to try and get you to where you want to be in the table Yeah, we're looking forward to an exciting week Gordon Obviously a few games tonight in the Bedford Cup And tomorrow as you said Then obviously the big one Scotland And uh, I think that You know we'll talk about the big two just now Rangers and Celtic They've always said that Rangers wanted an extra midfield player there. Steven Gerrard's went in, done his business, and that's uh, been completed. And the big talking point, what would Celtic do, was always a left-sided, left-back, left-wing-back, whatever you may want to call the lad. That's been completed. Edward Morelos stays. Can't wait for the 17th of October. 0141-951-1025. Rate your window. How would you sum up your team's business over the last couple of months? Which team has had the best window? Uh, and what is the single best piece of business during this transfer window? Just a few questions to kick us off tonight. 0141-951-1025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. But taking it all into account, we want you to come on here and rate your team's window. Was it good? Was it bad? Was it somewhere in the middle? You let us know. Are you pleased with the business that your team has done? Uh, Roger, what would be the, the headline pieces of business, if you like, then? In this window? Yeah, we're going back quite a bit, aren't we? But um, overall, if you can sum it up. Um, listen, all the clubs, the day after the transfer window close, pronounce themselves happy with the business they've done, whether they're happy or not. There's been a lot more business done, Gordon, than I was expecting. I think... Celtic had is it seven in? Rangers had seven in, eight if you include Jermaine Defoe's deal being being made permanent. Um Aberdeen brought in more than I was expecting, including Ross McCrory, who looks quite an astute capture from Rangers. Um I believe Stephen Mill is still in the building, so I have to say Kevin Nisbet from his beloved Infirmland going to Hibs and a couple of goals from Nisbet last Friday night. So a lot of the clubs can see they are happy with their business. It's now down to the new players to Show they're worth the deal I think the best bit of business Would be the fact that 
that Rangers and Celtic kept their star players. I know that you can now argue Edouard's lost a bit of form, but he is still the star player. Mm. He's a magnificent player. You can argue that Kent's uh, taken over the mantle of being the, the main man at Rangers with Tavernier. Maybe but, keeping him then is but, one of the best pieces of business. Yeah, yeah, a, 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 a great point, Gordon. But I just think that keeping Edward and keeping Morelis makes the two teams a lot stronger. Right, that's a, a taster of what Gordon and Roger think, but with all due respect to them, I'd rather hear what you think of your team's transfer business. Come on here and rate your window. How would you sum up your team's business? Which team for you has had the best window? And have you got one single piece of business that you think jumps out from the transfer window? Maybe it's a signing, maybe it's someone that you kept, maybe it's something completely outside the box. You tell us 01419511025. The obvious place to start, Roger, for the league's top two. It was one signing each. They left it relatively late last night, but there were no real surprises. Steven Gerrard wanted a midfielder. Bongani Zungu's name had been there or thereabouts for the last couple of months. He eventually joined on loan from Amiens, a 27 year old South African international. And in the east end of the city, Diego Laxalt, glaringly obvious. Celtic needed that left-sided player. And they've got one also 27-year-old Uruguayan international on loan from AC Milan. Yeah, um, Laxalt certainly got the pedigree. He played at the World Cup with a very strong Uruguayan squad. Has played for four or five different teams in Syria. Um, he's at a good age as well. And it's a position Celtic needed to fill. As soon as volleyball and goalie was allowed out of the building, um, Greg Taylor was really the only player left in that position Celtic looked far and wide to get someone of the quality that they wanted and Laxalt was in you know at the last minute it always surprises me when you know it's a player from a club like AC Milan who two days earlier or three days earlier were drawn yeah. against Celtic in a Europa League group and he will be able to play because UEFA don't like this players getting loaned and not being able to play against their pairing club so Laxalt is available for all competitions be interesting to see how he copes with, with Scottish football not too many Uruguayans have uh, showcased their talents in Scotland before As for Zungu, he's had 27 years of age Now, he's been about, played a lot in his homeland in South Africa Had a spell at Vitoria Guimarães in Portugal Before going to Amiens in France He comes with a decent reputation But at 27, he's not a kid for the future He will be here to make a play and get mm-hmm. into the team Will he be able to oust Ryan Jack and Glenn Kamara? Have been two of Rangers' more consistent performers in the last while. That is the, the immediate challenge for Zunga. Yeah, we always highlight how strong Celtic are in the middle of the park. Rangers have certainly got strength in there. Uh, we don't know this boy because we need to wait and see how he fits into Scottish football, Gordon. Uh, but you've got to say Rangers have got a very strong squad and a big squad. As is Celtic. Because personally, I was looking at the transfer window... There were talks of other players, maybe a right-sided player coming in to, 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 to help Forrest or, you know, give cover there. But it was always a left side that was a problem for Celtic, always. And it's not the fact that, you know, everybody's assuming that Greg Taylor will be shifted out and this new lad will just come straight back in. It'll be a fight for places. I think both teams now have got very strong squads, big squads that are able to deal with the amount of games that are coming up. No excuses now. And it's, you know, winner takes all. 0141 Then rate your team's window What's the best piece of business How would you sum it all up Let's kick off with Stevie Who is a Celtic fan on the line How's it going Stevie? I'm delighted with the transfer window I would go as far to say That's the best transfer window Celtic have had in years We are usually scrambling about In the last day of deals You know Normally good to Champions League Peter Lawyer takes a chance Does they pan out That's still happened this year But we have got 
six million pound keeper, a five million pound striker, a three million pound midfielder, tied up deals for what the Celtic fans were screaming out for, a left back and a centre half, and we've dealt with the Fraser Foster problem. The only problem we might have to deal with is the Scott Brown winding in his career problem. Maybe that's where Turnbull comes in, I don't know. But that, I mean, I'm used to willow flood windows and all that. That's a fabulous window for Celtic. And Hodinotti Eddie and may make the players going out the door either. The best in many years, says Stevie Roger. Does he make a good case? Just to recap them all. So in Ayeti, Barkas, Duffy, Elianusi, Laxalt and Turnbull. And then of course out fringe players like Aitchison and uh, Hendry, Shved, Samunovic, but Craig Gordon, Bolingoli, Bio, etc. The best in years, said Stevie. Would you go along with that? Um, it's uh, Listen, on the face of it, it looks a good one. It, it's funny, you know, Dan's saying the best piece of business was holding on to Edward. If you look, if you're to pick Celtic's strongest team, Pick the team for the next league game The game against Rangers at Celtic Park How many of those signings Are going to be nailed on starters? Barkas and Duffy maybe? So you know Do you throw Lax out straight into an old firm game? Yeah right but you could you could make a pretty good case for if, A Yeti and Elianusi as well couldn't you? I know you used the phrase nailed on And I wouldn't go that far but Yeah I think Elianusi Like you know Forrest's out So somebody else will come in And, and get Forrest's place But you would still think You know if it's a back three It'll be Duffy, Ayer And A another um, Frimpong one side Probably Taylor the other side Brown and McGregor Christie Edward And, and maybe Ayeti if he's fit Maybe Elianusi So the, the squad Without doubt as Stevie says Is strengthened Celtic's key men though Remain the ones that are there before the window But you're talking about Roger I know that um, And I do agree You're looking at Well how many will start against uh, Rangers And it'll be the same with Rangers Who will start against Celtic The big advantage this season Especially in the league And we witnessed it at the weekend Five substitutes And it's how you use the quality Of sitting in that bench Now if you go to this Celtic Rangers game At Celtic Park on the 17th October And everybody's fit then the quality in both mm. benches will probably be the strongest it's ever Yeah, because if those guys don't all start, I'd imagine most of them will feature yeah, at some point. Yeah, they'll, be, they'll certainly be on the bench. And plus the fact, you can even add in, right, I'm not getting carried away, but I do think he's a terrific player. You could actually add in that there's a new signing that scored the first goal for Celtic against St. Johnson yeah. because we've not really seen him. Yeah. And mm. all of a sudden, the Celtic fans have, have came alive again with Lee Griffiths. So that's another bonus for them. Who, who Who's the best signing, in your opinion, Stevie? Uh, hold on, Eddie. Hold on, Edward, who will undoubtedly go in the summer. He's way too good for Celtic and he's way too good for Scottish football. Best player in the country what, by a mile. What, what about the new ones, though? Of the ones that you're saying is the best window in you know, a period of time, of the newcomers, who, who's going to be most important as the season well, goes on? I'm used to us getting people like Bio, Willow Flags, Colin Kazim Richards, Danny to go on. You know, when you're comparing it to that, this is fabulous. This is a pandemic, a global pandemic itself can spend upwards of £14 million. That's phenomenal. It's, a, it's phenomenal, uh, Stevie. That, yeah, you're right. And the squad that they've got, and not me, but we've got callers on here criticising the team, the performance, the formation, uh, the captain got it, Forrest has had it. I believe Charlie Nicholas has been criticising their work in the transfer window, I'm told. Ah, yeah, we might hear about that a bit later on um, in the show. Gordon, what would be the one... Is it, so you, I think you said already, didn't you? Keeping Edward. Yeah. What about incomings then? What's the one? Is, is it Duffy because he's the one that's likely to play the most out of them? Or, well, Barkas would play the most out of them, but... Yeah, um... 
Yeah, I think I think uh, everybody was crying out for a centre half. Duffy's been solid for me, Gordon, and I think that you look at him as a threat in the uh, opposition's box at set plays, but he's not been the uh, standout so far. I thought Duffy would just come in and totally be like Scott Brown, just grab the team by the scruff of the neck. He's not been that kind of player, but he's settling in. He's got a, go- a couple of goals. He's he's dangerous at set plays. Sometimes I look at him and he's still to grasp the Scottish game, especially when he plays in a three and he gets dragged into that sort of a full-back area. He ambles over for me and lets crosses come in easy. But he's a very experienced player. He's got to be a good player. I just think that in the long runs of Turnbulls, for instance, a Yeti's come in at the big price tag and every time a boy comes on, he scores. And he starts, he scores. So that's a plus. But I've got to look at the full squad and as much as people, even I'm hearing people saying, well, he's not playing well. I wouldn't be surprised if he was left out the first Celtic Rangers game at Celtic Park. Edward, you'd need to be... Maybe off your head to leave him out that game. Oh, thank you very much. That was Stevie and Strathblaine kicking us off tonight. What about on the Rangers side of things, Tom and Cumbernauld? How would you rate the window? Hi, hi, uh, good evening, R- Roger, Gordon, and the Gordon. Hello. I uh, hope you're all well tonight. All good, all good. I, I think, I think it's been a pretty good the signing for the the all the signings that Jerry's made this season. The and the boy last. The last night they got Zingo. They I think he keep the point. I've only seen them on YouTube and the clips. You've seen them. They look really good. But I've been impressed with Balligan. I've been impressed with Roof. What I've seen of him and Eaton. I think I'll eventually get it. And also keeping Morelos has been a bonus. I think Morelos will go probably the end of the season if we're lucky enough to finish it, guys. But they I know Celtic made a lot of positive signings. But I'm um, just a question also to to you two guys, the the three years obviously, is on current form, the the way Rangers and Celtic are both playing, who do you think will win the Old Firm game next next week? I think Rangers the way they're playing can come out with three points for them. Hopefully they can, and also I'd just like to wish Scotland all the best against Virgil on Thursday night. Absolutely, I think we'll all agree with that. Hopefully that one. Uh, goes to plan Tom says you know, Really pleased with the window He's rained off a couple So just to remind you Of Rangers full uh, Business Balligan Bassey Defoe Hadji Eaton McLaughlin Roof And Zungu They would be the guys Who've come in Going out The likes of Anik Doherty Flanagan Fotheringham Halliday McCrory Murphy And Rossiter No arguments I think it has been A positive uh, Transfer window For Rangers uh, I think it's been great In the fact that You know You said it there Gordon There were Callers, and I'll go back to what we're talking about Celtic coming in for criticism. There are callers on here for ages talking about the Rangers captain, Tavernier. I think it's a big plus that nobody's coming in taking him. He's been terrific and his goals return, yes, a lot of penalty kicks, we know that. But I think he'll be a big player. I think Rangers have had a good transfer window. I think that the, the, the when you know when you've had a good transfer window, when you sit down and you say, right, I'm going to pick the team for Celtic Rangers game uh, at Celtic Park, and you would look at your bench And you'd be thinking Oh I can't get him in the team Is that where Rangers had to bridge the gap to Celtic The the, the bench essentially Roger Or the, the supporting cast As time has gone on Rangers have chipped away at Celtic In the head to head meetings and so on The old firm games They went so long without winning any Then they started winning some 
But there was always a feeling there that it, it was the depth that, that Celtic had yeah, was far superior. Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. And if you look at the additions where they've been put in, you know, John McLaughlin is there now. He's played a lot more than people expected because it looks as if Alan McGregor's nursing his way mm-hmm. through the season with an knee injury. Alan McGregor's nearly 39. Um, Centre half lost Nikita Yelovich pre season, so in came Leon Balligan. And I agree with Tommy. Katic. He's, he's looked impressed with it, I said. Yelovich, that would be quite something. Oh my goodness. Uh, he looked Katic pre season, yeah. and then, you know, in came Balligan. As mentioned, they were looking for someone in midfield. So in comes Zungu, needed cover for Barisic at left mm-hmm. back. In came Calvin Bassi, who's looked good. Defoe was signing a permanent deal. Haji was signing a permanent deal. The, the one thing that surprised me the day, and it was the same day, Roof and Aten mm-hmm. signed, it was a Tuesday. We were all in here. All of us were convinced that meant Morelos was going. Uh, they've done really well to finish the transfer window with four frontline strikers Morelos, Defoe, Roof, and Aten to match the four at Celtic Park Edward, Griffiths, Ayeti. And Kamala, who scored the other goal at the weekend. I think you need them, Roger. I've I, said I, all along. I agree with you, but Rangers yeah. haven't always had them. No, and I said for the for day one, I, I, if if it was me personally, I know that he's had his problems. I know people go on his back, and sometimes they say, "Look, his body language." Morelis on his day, will get you goals. He'll score you goals. He's a big player for Rangers. I think it's a big, big plus that Rangers have kept him because the amount of games that Rangers are going to play. As, me, as much as people say, look at the amount of centre forwards got and you can name them. Good quality in there. With the games, they're going to need that through a season. Tom, is that is that the best piece of business for you, keeping a hold of Morelos, or is there something else that you think is the best piece? I think I think Morelos is keeping him has been a major positive because I agree with Gordon the and Roger that he's the best forward there. I know what you're saying about his language a lot of times he doesn't look happy, but on form he's a he's a He's a, he works hard and he, he's a perfect goal scorer. But just one last point. I've seen Ranger Berlink with Jack Wilshire. Is there any truth in that, Roger? Because I think that'd been a, a tremendous sign if we get get him for a free transfer. Um, not as far as I know, he was freed last night. I think his contract's been paid up by West Ham. He's had a couple of years at West Ham, made no impact whatsoever, Tom, mainly due to injuries. Um, when Jack Wilshire was firing and playing well for Arsenal in England, he was a formidable player in the middle of the park. I remember him Bosnia, a qualifier, I think it was, over in Croatia a few years ago. He looked as if he had the world at his feet. Um, he has injury problems at the minute. I think whoever takes Jack Wilshire next in his career, um, they need to make sure they're getting a fully fit Jack Wilshire before before leaping in. You know, Stephen Gerrard knows him well. Um, I'm not saying it's not one that could happen down the line But I've, I've no information tonight and it's happening uh, And Tom also asked on current form The 17th, mm. are you able to make a prediction 11 days in advance? You can give it a go if you want Well, I'd, I'd, I sat in the fence on Sunday, Gordon Because, you know, leading up to, say, the weekend You look at Celtic and then they, they, they leave it late You're thinking Rangers are in a real good form Struggled, you know, against Ross County Although they dominate again Struggled, weren't at their usual best I just think that game is going to be down to who gets the right team, right tactics, and on the day. Sounds like he's still on the fence, Tom, yeah. but don't worry, I'll chip away at him. We've got 11 days to do it. Thank you very much, Tom, in Cumbernauld. 0141-951-1025. Neil Lennon has been giving us his reaction to the transfer window, and you can hear it here next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon Dieller here. You can get in touch with the guys on the usual number or on Twitter 
at Clyde SSB There's actually a couple of polls up there Depending on what team you support To ask your opinion on the transfer window How would you rate it? How would you rate the business on the Rangers side of things? Scott Brothers says it's a brilliant window for Rangers Added to Aribo, Kamara, Kent, Barisic and Morelos all staying uh, Glenn agrees He says a lot of dead weight shifted Wish we hadn't sold McCrory mind you But kept Morelos Brought some first team quality in Balogun and Zungu Not bad um, on Celtic's transfer business as well We're also on there at Clyde SSB uh, Lots of happy um, opinions to that Where are we? Outstanding, best in recent memory Says Dan, a first choice goalkeeper and centre back A quality winger who needs to be more consistent I'll admit A goal scorer, a young Scottish talent And hopefully an upgrade at left back So Dan is happy on Twitter Let's hear a bit from Neil Lennon He says it was second time lucky Trying to get hold of Diego Laxalt After missing out on him last summer he says he's a big fan of his tenacity and he adds a real quality to the squad. Yeah, I admire him very much. You know, watched him in the World Cup and I thought he had an outstanding World Cup. Uh, and they're playing in a very good Uruguayan team, you know, with great players. And, you know, he looked very comfortable in that company. So we've been checking him for a long time. We tried to get him in this time last year. Couldn't do it. But I've been a big admirer of his for a long time. So to get that deal over the line is fantastic business from the board, from the club. The players made a you know real positive you know signs to come here. He's, he looks really happy to be here. I haven't spoken to him last night, and I think he will just add you know more quality and you know inspiration to the team. He's a very good defender. I think he's got great um, quality in on the ball. I think he's um, he's very tenacious. I think he's got great endurance, very fit, and again he's got great desire to make things happen. Um, but I like his tenacity more than anything else. You know, he refuses to to get beaten or give the ball up, and um, I just think he's a quality player. He's playing at a very high level. Well, there's no doubt he can't play at a higher level than the World Cup, and he did that in an esteemed company with Uruguay. He's also played for, as we say, four or five different teams in Serie A. Um, unfortunately, you arrive in Scottish football, none of what you've done before really counts for it, Gordon. Mm-hmm. It's what you do now and what Diego Laxalt does between now and the end of one of the biggest seasons in Scottish football history. Um, it be interesting to see how quickly he gets into the team. You know, he'll be battling with Greg Taylor for that position down the left-hand side. But the way Neil Lennon talks about him, the way he's tracked him, the way he tried to get him in the past would indicate to me he's got a fair chance of getting into the team fairly quickly. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Uh, very high praise from the Celtic manager. I expect that anyway. It's a, it's a new signing. He's got to talk him up. Obviously, Celtic do their homework. It was a position that need filled. We all know that. Uh, it's now a competition between him and probably Greg Taylor. Um, depends on what formation. Uh, I've not seen the boy gone, so I'm going to be totally honest. I've not seen him, so I don't know if he is a natural left back or he he can play the wing back. I position. think that's the idea that it's the, it's anywhere up the left left side. left hand side. So, um, I, I, just listen to Neil there. Usually, when you bring a player in. Like so I heard them with Turnbull talking about, you know, the boys here for the future and we've always tried to get them. You, you had the feeling that Neil was going to bed them into the team like he's doing. Got a start at the weekend, come on against Tibbs. I've just got a feeling that, you know, this guy could get thrown right into the deep end in the 17th October. Yeah, he last played in July, which is quite a while ago now, but it's not as far back as some... Um 
you know, well, t- just an, as an obvious comparison, Zungu might take a little bit longer. I think it was March when he he played his last game. Yeah, well, the reason I'm saying that, and I, I understand what you're saying about match uh, sharpness and everything, but it was just the way he was describing his fitness and his desire and everything like that. That gets you through this sort of game. All right, let's bring in Michael and Greenock and see what he makes of that signing. You happy with that one, Michael? Yes, Gordon. Thanks for taking my call. Please. Pleased to talk to you, Gordon and Roger. Yep, pleasure. What do you make of it then? I thought that was a great signing last night because I think that young, I think this boy could be what we need. And no disrespect to Greg Taylor, me Greg, I know him for stays in Guruk, I know his family, and I think the wee guy's a cracking player. But I think that boy's going to walk into his position. He's going to be, he's going to be in against Rangers, and he played in the World Cup in 2018. I watched him. And he played with Suarez and Cavani. He took, he helped take Uruguay to the, uh, the quarter final, mm-hmm. and France beat him. And that's who won. That's who won the World Cup in 2018. So, I just I, that's one of my points. But yeah, I mean, Roger, whether he takes Greg Taylor's place or not is going to be the obvious talking point, the area of intrigue for Celtic fans. They needed one regardless Ball yeah, and yeah, and Johnny yeah, Hayes and, left You know it was yeah, It was a no brainer Even if Greg Taylor Retains first choice status There's always a chance Greg Taylor will be injured Or suspended Or the, the volume of fixtures Both teams are going to have This autumn with Europa League With the Premiership With the Cup competitions It's it's quite a formidable schedule So there will be times Greg Taylor will play And there will be times When Greg Taylor won't mm. play And that's when Diego Laxalt Will come into his own I, mean, when you actually, mentioned, uh, I was just thinking though Gordon When you, we mentioned Ball and Golly there Did you see yeah. the big football story Of the day Is that he's selling his sofa bed On Gumtree I couldn't believe it when I saw break, breaking news. Um, I just wondered if you would you ever consider selling the the, the famous recliner never, when never, you're done with it. When I go, the recliner goes with me. Right, okay. That's part and parcel of the. I think I think Gumtree has standards. I don't think you can get through anything in Gumtree safety yeah. standard. Right? Yeah, yeah. But you're talking about Greg Taylor. I think that could probably help Greg Taylor. See, when you get a bit of competition, all of a sudden you're looking over your shoulder, thinking, "I've got to be really on my game because just now." It was a sort of easy pick because he was the main guy to play down there. I know that he's a me personally. I think he's a better left back than he is a wing back. Um, but now he's got that real competition um, with the new signing. Then I think that could help him. But I've got a funny feeling this lad's got to be the number one down the left hand side when he's fit. Good, good strong squads. I mean, there was Neil Lennon today confirming James Forrest is going to be out for four to six weeks with a stress fracture of an ankle. People are going to be injured this season. People are, you know, injured all season. Rangers still without Kemar Ruth. They've just got Ryan Jack back into the team. Still without Joe Aribo as well. You know, Balogun's missed games because of injury. Katic, not Jelovic, Katic mm. is out long term. So there are going to be injuries. The squads are going to be stretched. No offence to the boys I'm going to mention, but Stephen Welsh of Celtic and Jamie Berjonis of Rangers were on the bench at the weekend. So I think both managers just wanted an extra little... Bit of strength and depth before the window closed. I've got to say, Roger, if you're a Celtic Rangers manager, it's probably the best job to have just now. It really is. Uh, because if you're sitting there like Neil Lennon on Sunday and you're saying to yourself, this isn't working, and you turn around to your left or right, wherever the lads are sitting, and you can put five substitutions of the quality that he put on is incredible. And it's now the same with Rangers because that's what Stephen Gerrard stride for he wanted that the minute he came in he wanted quality to go on the pitch when quality was coming off it I think for the two managers 
It's now a case of making sure that the substitutions are so right because you've got so many key players and terrific players waiting to come on the pitch. And you see the old firm dabs, there used to be about 22 players. The game of week in Saturday at Celtic Park could well be about 32 players for the first time. <laughs> Michael, how would you rate the window overall then? You've you've picked out Lax out, you're happy with that. How would you rate the business done? I, I thought the window was, was brilliant, right? We signed good players, we didn't let Christy go, Edward go, McGregor go, Ayer go. So... I'm happy with that, but could I come back in again? See about what Gordon says on Sunday. See when they... Me and my boy and my dad were sitting watching the game on Sunday, and my dad says to me, I think it's two points trapped, and then he brought Griffiths on. And the wee guy, I've always scored goals. Yeah, but... I will always score goals. He's always got a goal on him, and he proved it again. Yeah, I, I think Griffiths has now become a favourite again A lot of people were saying, well he's finished at Celtic But you're right Michael, you can't take away the fact that he is a goal scorer uh, But he's still, look, I, I, I'm not buying into, you know, oh that's him back And he's a he's a favourite now again He's a lot of work still to do And when he, and you talk about the transfer window You talk about the fact that Edward's staying You look at this the, the strength of Natsir And Klamala Right, everybody's written him off Every time that boy comes on He seems to put the ball in the back of net um, And I thought his goal at St Johnston Was absolutely brilliant I couldn't believe he just bounced back up And then his finish was brilliant So he's in for a fight as well But I do think it is a plus That if you can get Griffiths Doing what he does best on the pitch It's a real bonus for you uh, Let's hear from the man himself Shall we? Celtic's new signing Diego Laxalt Mira uh... Uh, it's, it's really a coincidence that they were drawn in the same uh, group and but so he's very happy to be here and this, uh, as he said before it's a great opportunity he doesn't really matter uh, who whoever is the opposition because uh, he his head and heart is now in Celtic and he he cannot wait for the opportunity to play and to show everything that he can do for the club. He has a big history that game, uh, and history that they're rivals in, in the field, and uh, he he he's really looking forward to playing that game, and uh, he have like looking forward to have a good result as well. He played uh, for two years in Genoa before, and he's very happy. Has very he's very happy to learn that he's here as well, and he cannot wait to see him again and play with him again. And he he can say that Olivier is a great player and a great person as well. Uh, obviously that was Diego Laxalt's translator He was in there as well But just in case um, you're wondering I'm sure you figured that out for yourself Just to clear something up Jamie actually tweeted me to say FYI Gordon Zungu started for Amiens on Saturday And he appears to be quite I'm just going to hang the popular website Soccerbase out to dry Because I just <laughs> typed his name in there And the last game that came up that he played was March so. That might be top, I think it's only top flight stuff they do I think it's ah, a League 2 League 2 game no, You're not as good de- as Hugh Keevans at that but. <laughs> One no defeat to Caen at the mm. weekend So he's Has played um, There we go I'll take I'm it all back sure Why did you not just jump in then When Gordon made the Because we just, just checked out We just, we just looked into it Sometimes just like to You know Let it fly 
Oh, you got to help people out, Roger. That's no, I just told just him. He's now just pretending that he knew yeah, that all exactly. along. Yeah, exactly. You just think oh, you're so smarter than what you really are. <laughs> a, good, a good game. Of, well, I mean, I know you're a fan of the French second division. Yeah, that we? No, no easy games <laughs> against Colin. So, no, it's 1-0. I don't think it'll be up to speed for the old fellow. I can't imagine either Zungu or Laxalt will be thrown in from the start unless... There's a, pro- a fitness problem with Greg Taylor Unless there's a fitness problem with a, a Ryan Jack Or a Glenn Kamara for the game Let's speak to Andy who's a Rangers fan on the line Rate your window Andy, how would you sum up the business? Yeah. I, uh, I, think we've done, I think we've done really well Just saying the previous I think the biggest thing we've done was I, You've already touched on it We've, we've bet Ryan Kent, Davin and Morelis I mean I think that's Because I mean, there was a lot of good money I mean, Especially Tavon, he's playing as well I know West Ham are after him But he's, he's just leading like a cat He's doing the captain's He's just outstanding and you know what I mean, he's really doing well. But I'm just thinking about you no know, come the old firm game we're talking about because Manelas he's he's no due back to the Thursday or something, is he? Is that, is that Yeah, that's right, yeah. So I don't know if they'll play him or no. I think they might give the boy eating a chance. Oh no. Because Andy, stop. No, so? no, 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 no. I'm not <laughs> I, I'm not against Eaton. I think that he'll take his time and the confidence in getting his couple of goals at Fur Park will do him the world of good, but you, you don't know who's going to come back uh, That's a big problem just now All right, for the managers Morelos isn't back in time I, w- I don't think you'll go with Eton Not in a million yeah, years I, I would tend to agree with the pair I don't know the state of Kemar Roof's recovery at the minute If Morelos is judged unready for the game And he does You, you know Andy's right I think the games against Venezuela and Chile The last one is early hours of Thursday morning UK time The old firm game kicks off at lunchtime on the Saturday He's got half the world to come back So if Roof it's fit, maybe him, maybe Jermaine Defoe, who's excelled in old firm games in the past, uh, may get a chance. I tend to agree with Daz. I, I can't see Cedric Eaton mm. starting the game. It just shows you, though, that the challenges that lie ahead. And you know, referenced yeah. this last night, people are talking about you know predictions now based on current form, three international games to come, and players trying to find their way back, fit or not. That's a, that is a big problem, especially for the managers. You're sitting there, and the, the thing is, Gordon, you've got to have. Probably three plans A, B and C To sit there and think Right, oh, this is what happens If, you know If, say Morelis for instance We don't fa- You know, we're not going to take that chance it, The travelling and everything Then you're looking at injured players You've, You're sort of a This is a time that everybody thinks That managers will just be taking it Nice and easy Taking a little bit of rest Ticking things over This is the most important mm. time Because they have to make sure Everything's down to a tee You've said keeping players like Kent and Morelos Andy is the best piece of business What about the signings Rangers made What's the What's the number one What's the best uh, I, I quite like the young boy Bassi He looks quite good The young boy You know what I mean He looks uh, He looks He looks Because I've watched him Come on uh, And that's a good thing You know What we're saying When we're talking With the squad We're watching Rangers Up to the last game there. They're bringing players Off the bench And they're just They seem to be fitting in you know what I mean? There's, you know, they just fit right into squad. That's why I'm quite mm. excited to see the way we're playing apart from the last game there. But I know we won, but the last two games before that, I thought we were just absolutely outstanding. And I was trying to phone last week and saying, I can't see anybody beat. If we can play the way we've been playing up to that last game there, I can't see anybody beating us. I mean, that's the thing, Roger, when you're assessing best pieces of business. Andy said Calvin Bassey, which might raise a few eyebrows, but again, it, it, it might come down to. What what did you really need? You know, and, and Rangers really needed a backup left back because Barisic is nailed on to start. What happens if he's not there? So that goes back to what we were saying about strength and depth and trying to make your squad better as opposed to always 
bolstering the starting eleven. We saw it at the weekend when Barisic went off injured in the win against Ross County. We saw it prior to that at Fur Park when Barisic was deemed unfit to start. And Bassey can come in I don't expect Calvin Bassey to play 30 or 35 games this season But he may play 10 or 15 And that may be enough Just you know, to let Barisic go over any little niggles Any knocks, any problems So it's, but for the two of them It's been about strengthening the squad Not necessarily strengthening the team Because when the teams come out At Celtic Park a week on Saturday I'm not too sure how many of these 14 or 15 or 16 new signings Will actually start the game Thank you very much to Andy A pleasure to speak to you on the line 0141 Right, don't be shy What about St Mirren? There was a lot said about transfer dealings Over the last couple of days uh, Motherwell fans, you've done a lot of business Hibs, arguably some of the best pieces of business out there Let's take a look at some of the other uh, Good pieces of business that have been done around the league It's the perfect time to call Because we're going to get some travel with Stephen And that means you could be up next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel is here Roger Hanna is alongside him And they're waiting for you to get in touch Whether that be on the phones or on Twitter Don't hold back Let the guys know what you think of your team's transfer business How would you rate your window overall? What about the best piece of business you can think of? Whether that be a signing in A player that you've sold for good money Someone you've held on to Whatever it may be Let us know uh, what you think uh, Graham is on He's given us quite a, a Detailed take on On Rangers business He says Keeping Tav, Barisic, Morelos, Kent Massive boost Most confident I've been Heading into an old firm Delighted Best signing is Hadji His movement and build up's brilliant Weak link for Celtic Is central defence Duffy's scored But his defending one-on-one Isn't the greatest uh, We're playing out from the back Oh no When playing out from the back Sorry So Graham's uh, confident Of the business Rangers have done And I like this Because Reagan's Looking a bit further afield He's not only focusing On his own team Regan says The best piece of business In Scotland for me Ross McCrory to Aberdeen And Kevin Nisbet to Hibs What else jumps out at you Roger? I mentioned the two of them At the top of the show Alec Gogic to Hibs as well You know you talk about Teams getting players And positions they needed to fill That that was one that Hibs Desperately needed to fill And they look a better team With the balance In the midfield of Gogic there Um, There's one unveiled this afternoon Mark McNulty to Dundee United Ah you stole my thunder Roger If you get Mark McNulty and Always Lawrence does that Shanklin. to you doesn't he does. He looks at my notes You're the brains of this operation On a Tuesday night And he just He's checking my notes out mm-hmm. I, 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 went, I went out there And I come back in I seen him over checking the notes mm-hmm. well, Yeah that's, that's, would, exa- would, that's exactly what happened It would be the first time He's ever made notes <laughs> <laughs> McNulty and Shanklin You would think Would find the goals They might even take the United Towards the top six And if we're mentioning One McCrory I think we're duty bound To mention the other one Livingston have done well To get Robbie in and loan again I think most clubs, Gordon, um, just but going by the managers and the supporters, um, you know, are happy with a bit of business. I think Hibs have done good business. Uh, I really do. I do agree with Roger. Nisbet, Go- Gogic, Gogic, Murphy, yeah. Murphy, keeping Martin Boyle. If we're talking about keeping players, could yeah. that be up there? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they, they've built a real good squad as well. Um, obviously, stealing St Mirren, captain. Not stealing, buying, perfectly yeah. acceptable. On a five-year deal, terrific for a boy as well. What about your own team? I mean, again, business people always think like you know what's the best signing. But David Turnbull leaves. Well, it's a club record fee by a mile. Does that does that come down to big loss? Fall in the category I've, of one of the best pieces of business. Great piece of business. I think once again, we're always it shows you how important players are to teams now. I think a great bit of business for Motherwell was I was waiting for someone coming in, taking Campbell. I really was um, 
And that would have been a disaster for Motherwell Especially losing Turnbull And then losing a player of the quality of Campbell But we've got Cole back And uh, we'll go forward now Of all the strikers that have come in Long's back, Cole's back, Lang, White who, Who's the preferred pairing now? Because it looks as if it's going to be a 3-5-2, doesn't it? Tony Watt seems to be in the driving uh, yeah, seat yeah, At I the like, moment I like, one other. I like Tony if he's not playing well uh and the pitch he can always go back to PlayStation He's not bad in that And I think he brings experience And I would probably go with I like Long I just like his work rate I like You know I think he's just a nuisance to defenders But we've got, we've got options now Roger uh, Let's bring in Thomas Who's in Coat Bridge And find out what's on his mind tonight Hi Thomas Hi how you doing Pam how you doing Yeah all good Hi, So Thomas. you will I'm good, good. Thanks very much yeah. so I've just been listening to a few points And obviously What's cracking up is Charlie Nicholas. Um, obviously, he's talking about Lennon going on his cheap and things like that. How can you say you're going on the cheap? They brought in arguably well, five players. Can arguably say five of them are internationalists. Four, if you're going to say Tumble, but he's a hot prospect. So, for me, to turn around and say something that went cheap is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, these ones are always interesting for us, Thomas, because you know Charlie Nicholas can... Can say what he likes He speaks for himself um, He's not here But then Neil Lennon Is asked about it And he responds And it becomes news For everyone else To sort of deal with So let's hear what Neil Lennon um, Said In reaction to that And how would Charlie know The dealings that You know We have with AC Milan Who's one of the biggest cl- Listen If we had signed Messi and Ronaldo Charlie still would have Found fault with it You know He's been Just a negative uh, Bang in the drum About the club For for years You know he's, We switch off to it I've I'm not aware of it. I woke up this morning absolutely delighted. Delighted with the squad of players that we've got and certainly with the, the Laxell signing. And I think we've come out of the window very, very strong and we've got great depth. So, look, people can throw stones at the club. There's no merit. There's no foundation. There's no substance to it. Yeah, I think there's too many ex-Celtic players over the years have constantly been trying to, I don't know, create this negative narrative around the club. We are absolutely flying. You know, we're winning all our games. We've won 11 trophies in a row. We're not selling anyone. You know, normally over the years we've sold, sold Dembele, we've sold Tierney, you know, we've sold other players. This window we've kept them all. And I think that's credit to the board and shows how strong we are at the minute. Well, it sounds like the manager's been pretty robust in his defence, Thomas. No, 100%. I agree with him. No, it's not like that's what Magic, the Magic Club does. But just go. Oh, Thomas is gone. And not one of those suspicious Thomas is gone. He didn't say anything rude to it. He's just, he, he's gone. I don't know where he is, but. Um... Overall, Roger, again, it's difficult. Tarlin Nicholas isn't, he's not here. I don't, I don't know what makes him say these things, whatever, but the accusation in general would be that Celtic were, were cheap or something along those lines. Has it got any. Um... Any foundations? I don't think so If you'd said to me At the start of the summer That Celtic would spend The sum of money that they've spent And Rangers would spend The sum of money that they've spent um, At a time of a global pandemic At a time when Neither club or any club Can get the supporters through the turnstiles um, At a time when Finances everywhere are tight I'd have been astonished I really couldn't have seen them spending This sum of money And the same goes for Rangers So I think As much as I like Charlie I think he's a wee bit off beam with this one Thomas is back Thomas as you were saying You were just saying about the manager Coming out and, and defending things Yes obviously Everyone Everyone can understand and agree That's what the manager of the club's all about He makes these big decisions And obviously Charlie Nicholas Like you said He can, he can make any point he wants to make Because that's, that's his prerogative. 
But, like I said, they're international stars. You look at every single one of them. They're all probably over five, six million each ourselves. I mean, there's a um, Elanusi who bought, they're not bought, on loan. It was £16 million pounds that Sheffield United offered him for. You know, so how can you come round, come round and say he's, he's no, you're going to cheap. Aye, okay, we didn't, we didn't get him in on a permanent deal, but he's a £16 million pound player, a jetty as well. You know, he's, he's a big, big player. For me, just to make an RB point as well, obviously Rangers fans are confident. I'm happy that, because when they're confident, they're usually a loss. And um, I, think, I think Celtic um, winning that game quite comfortable, actually. I think this international break could um, free up a lot of minds and heads as they come back confident they're away in their home countries and they can do their business and come back to obviously domestic duty and I think it could be refreshing for some players, you know. Well, time will tell. Thank you very much to Thomas in Coatbridge on the line. That takes us up nicely to time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish football. It's beat the pundit time. There's a signed ball up for grabs, but so much more than that as well. The bragging rights, the chance to go out there and tell everybody that you embarrassed Gordon DL or you embarrassed Roger Hanna. If you fancy beat the pundit tonight, you need to phone before seven o'clock, so don't hang around. 0141 951 1025. Beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Dale and Roger Hanna are in the building They're asking you to reflect on the transfer window Rate your team's transfer window Come on here, sum it up Let us know if you are happy or not What's the best piece of business that you've seen? Is it a big money signing? Is it hanging on to someone that you thought would leave? Whatever it may be, you tell us And of course, we have Betfred Cup action Tonight after seven months The lower league teams are back in competitive action In the League Cup But they're not all playing Because two fixtures have fallen foul to coronavirus restrictions So we'll get stuck right into that after we do this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football It's beat the pundit time Gordon and Roger both standing by Both looking pretty nervous uh, if you ask me, one of them's taking on Ross and Airdrie tonight. How's it going, Ross? Good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad at all, Ross. I see that you've never played Beat the Pundit before. I always wonder what it is that eventually makes you pluck up the courage. I don't know, there's just a list of all the time. I've always wanted to have a wee go. That's, that's what it's here for, Gordon Deal. Especially, I can't understand Ross on a Tuesday when the two big hitters are on, oh, you please. know. I don't know about that Right let's find out Who Ross is up oh. against Heads it will be Roger Hanna Minus one Tails it will be Gordon DL And it's heads It's a return oh. You've not played in ages Have no, you? No I have not Not good luck go. Ross I've altered my tossing yeah, technique mate. From previous weeks that's, oh, That must that's be what's good. behind it Yeah that's yeah. Good, yeah, yeah, Very good Right okay Ross um, I'm sorry to break that news to you You're taking on Roger Instead of Gordon But huh. The good news for you Is he does start on minus one So I'll give him some Clyde two to listen to just so that he doesn't steal your attempts, Ross. I know you've never played before, but you've listened many times. 30 seconds on the clock. Answer as many questions right as you can. And if you don't know it, pass quickly and we'll move on to the next one, OK? Hey, Top man, Ross and Airdrie, your chance to beat the pundit starts now. What nationality is Rangers' new signing, Bongani Zungu? South African. Who was the Motherwell manager immediately before Stephen Robinson? Mark McGee. Which English side train at Carrington? Man United In what year did Henrik Larsson leave Celtic? 2004 Which club won the Scottish Championship last season? 
Dundee United How many Champions Leagues Has Cristiano Ronaldo won? Seven Okay let's bring Roger Hanna back Roger can you hear us? Oh a bit of ELO in Clyde too Terrific Lovely well it's a bit of a BTP I'm just making sure I got that one right In this part of the world Beat the pundit right You ready to go? 30 seconds on the clock Roger Shall we? Go What nationality is Rangers new signing Bongani Zungu? South African Who was the Mullerwell manager Immediately before Stephen Robinson? Stuart McCall Which English side train at Carrington? Manchester United In what year did Henrik Larsson leave Celtic? 2004 Which club won the Scottish Championship last season? Dundee United How many Champions League titles has Cristiano Ronaldo won? Four Which junior team play their home games at Newlands Field Park? Pollock How many times have started it? We can finish it How many times have Brazil won the World Cup quickly? Five Okay Ross, what do you think? He got through a few more than you But you sounded pretty confident I know, thank you Smokers I don't know, let's find out Um, What nationality is Rangers signing Bongani Zungu, South African? You both got it, one all who was the Mullerwell manager immediately? Well, it's not 1-0 because oh, no, uh, Roger starts on, on minus one. So um, Ross is up by one. Who was the Mullerwell manager immediately before Stephen Robinson? It's Mark McGee. And Ross got it. Oh. So Ross yes. is up by two. Yes, yes. He said he's delighted. Oh. Uh, which English side yeah. train at Carrington? Man United both got it. Henrik Larsson left in 2004. Both got it. Dundee United won the championship. Both got it. This is where it all goes wrong Looking for Ross isn't it So Ross is leading by yeah. two Have I got that right yeah. You just said Dan I yeah, have five, right? How many Champions League titles Has Cristiano Ronaldo won One with Man United Four Ooh. With Real Madrid It's five oh. Ross did not get it But it doesn't matter Does it Pollock um, Did Ross get that No that's where Ross no. ran out of time no. though So Pollock well, uh, this could be a draw. And Brazil have won it five oh, times. He's oh, equalised. <laughs> Ross, oh. I can't believe it, Ross. Honestly, you did. You, oh, well. you did so so well. You, I thought you had him. That still could. It's an equaliser. I know. That's what happens when you answer the questions quickly. We're on to the tiebreaker. Oh. I thought Ross had done it. Just let me double check. One, two, three, four, five, six for Roger. Minus one as he's five. And yeah, and five for Ross oh. and Airdrie Ross. It's a great effort. Whatever happens, here's the deal. Good luck, Ross. T- Tiebreaker I'm going to ask the question I'll get Roger to write his answer down I'll then hand over to you To give me your attempt Okay Right, right okay The question is this How many league goals Did Celtic score last season Write it down please League goals How many league goals Did Celtic score last season Roger write it down Hold it up please Okay uh, Ross what are you going for Hurry up Ross Before a Google gets in Ross has gone 130 Roger's gone 94 And it breaks my heart To tell you the answer is 89 Roger is only 5 out Ross If anybody Deserved a signed ball there It was you Ross You almost did the unthinkable But that's what he does That's why they're champions That's that's what they always say Isn't it Ross When they sneak over the line Hard lines Will you give it another go sometime? Oh, definitely. You, def- you need to come back after that showing Ross. Good man. Imagine what Ross would do to you or Mark Wilson if he'd run Roger oh, that I would, close. I would have done Ross here. Yeah. Not a chance. I'm telling you. Not a chance. I was in fire. No there. way. Roger, uh, Ross, try a Wednesday. It's quite weak in a Wednesday. Despite being the big Mother fan that you are, I don't think you'd have got Mark McGee. I had Mark you would McGee have done something similar to Roger. Not, Not a chance you would have got the Champions Leagues for Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, I would. And Many you, was it again? And, and, you would, and you wouldn't have got the year that Larson left Celtic. I, I would because do you know why? 
You, you wouldn't. I you would can. Have. You can't even remember what decade you're in. <laughs> no, I don't remember it either. But I, the reason I would know the year is because I was a manager against Celtic. Uh, 2002 and I thought seen two years <laughs> time that proof? I went seen two years time that boy will move to Man U <laughs> and he didn't he went yeah, to move to Barcelona <laughs> there we go Ross you rest assured you would have beat Gordon DL but you ran into Roger Hanna who pipped it on the tiebreaker there we go 01419511025 at Clyde SSB on Twitter uh, so get in touch let us know um, the, the the boss of the show has actually been in touch there about the that the the BTP gag there that, that almost went wrong. So I'm I'm glad because otherwise this might have been the final Tuesday night <laughs> for us three together. Well, we'll be at FTT later on. Oh, that's plenty. Honestly, there's no chance. Full time team. I, I know, but don't get him involved. I no, trust no, you. No, 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 no. Don't trust him. It Leave can, me it alone. Can go very wrong. <laughs> uh, right, we do have Betfred Cup action, and Roger, it's it's weird and it's. It's it's more exciting in a way because it's so long since these teams played seven months. I'm sure it was a yeah. broth I saw with a tweet. Two hundred and thirteen days since a broth last played a game. So on one hand, we we should be happy for these clubs that they're back and we should be excited. But on the other, there's still that cloud hanging over us because two games have fallen victim to coronavirus restrictions. We already told you about Kilmarnock last night and now Forfer have had to forfeit the game against Dundee this evening because of a positive test in their team. Yeah, slightly different circumstances. There was six positive tests at Kilmarnock last week. Local health authority down there advised that the entire first team squad management and all went into self-isolation. Um they asked for a postponement They weren't given the postponement Mainly due to the congested fixture schedule uh, The only alternative left to Alec Dyer Was to field a youth team against Falkirk And I thought Alec spoke very well yesterday When he discussed the, the duty of care That Kilmarnock as employers have to these young men They didn't feel they would be fulfilling that duty of care By putting them out in a National Cup competition Against the men of Falkirk mm-hmm. tonight Forfeited the point They don't play in the Betfred Cup At the weekend They played in Fermland Next midweek They hope to have A number of their first team players Back for that game So there's a possibility That game will be played For fun They were actually timed out Gordon They only have a single Confirmed case at the minute But They didn't have time to Get proper clinical advice As to whether Players in their squad Need to go mm-hmm. in and self-isolate That must put a question mark over Forfar's subsequent games in this competition It also must put a question mark over How the lower leagues in Scotland Are going to fulfil all their fixtures yeah. Over the course of a season That shows you how precarious it is Because without trying to, to pretend that, that we're experts on, on these things It might be the case that given a bit more time Forfar wouldn't have had to forfeit the game tonight We, d- we don't yeah, actually know abs- that Absolutely Listen well, been no, a few, well, They've had to forfeit There's it. been a few false positives If that's the right terminology I think I'm thinking of Alec Gogic um, Hibs I think was one at Aberdeen early in the St. season Mirren as well loads, did St. They not? Mirren had yeah. a bundle of them early in the season So we don't know whether it's a false positive or not But they were timed out tonight And, and, and this COVID-19 you know e- Even the big clubs, the senior clubs, the full-time clubs who operate within their protective bubbles, they have been affected by cases. St Mirren we spoke about, Marlon yeah. spoke about, Hibs have spoken about, Hamilton with another, Aberdeen of course, um, Celtic missed games after volleyball and goalies, travels. Um, we're talking there earlier on about, about the old firm. Pa- part of the worry for Stephen Gerrard and Neil Lennon between now and a week and Saturday will be 
players coming back tired from international duty, players coming back injured from international duty. There must also be a fear, given the players are going all the way around the world playing different games for their countries, that some of them could come back with COVID symptoms or test positive for COVID. Jurgen Klopp spoke about it the other day after Sadio Mane tested mm. positive down at Liverpool. He's got players going from to Brazil to Africa all across Europe and it's a genuine worry yeah. for him that he has more cases I'll pick out just a couple of the fixtures to give you a flavour of what's going on some of the, the bigger teams that are involved Hearts against Inverness so much said and, and done by Hearts and against Hearts and all the rest of it over the summer so they finally get back to competitive action at home to Inverness tonight um, just looking through the the other ones, like we said, Falkirk already awarded the win against Kilmarnock. Dundee awarded the win against Forfar. Um, in this part of the world, Morton, Queen of the South. Uh, Livy, Premiership Livy, not too far for them to travel. They're going to Edinburgh City. Uh, Gordon Dale's old team, Air United, uh, Albion Rovers. You could you could pop in there on the way back, could you not? Ah, you might not get in because well, of the... Well, again, I've already tried, bubble. but unfortunately ah, I just need to go straight home. Right, okay. well, I think you can stream some of these games online if yeah, you want to well, pay for them. Well, they're a fiver. Uh, I think I'll well, just... No, 750, some on, of them. On, on, what? A, on a Tuesday when Bake Off's on. That is true. Uh, Hamilton Aki's Premiership side going to Annan as well, so we'll keep an eye on those. Let's bring in Paul and Crookston. He's got a, a point or a question about the forfeitures that have taken place tonight. Hi, Paul. Hi, hi, panel. Hi, Gordon, Gordon, and Roger. Um, hope he's all keeping well. Um, yeah, just a, out of curiosity, I was just in the office last night, and I, I know this office is Dean Forfar's off again today. Um, I, I guess I was just wanting to know um, where's the. Like, I know you had mentioned this, Gordon, in, mm-hmm. the, in the panel yesterday about the consistency. But what I'm talking about is this decision was made like a month ago or something like that. Now this whole pandemic started March time, so we've had a long time to, to sort this out. Um, and it's a surprise it's taken you know, a month to, to agree that, you know, that we're going to forfeit matches I know it's happened down south but I guess what I'm asking is why is it okay to forfeit this but it's not okay to forfeit in the league Just, where, where's the that, that's what mm-hmm. I just don't like yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a very it's a very apt question I don't think you're yeah, the only th- one asking it Roger I, will answer it yeah I think it's because the league competition will go to me and, and you know for argument's sake say Kilmarnock had, had a league fixture tonight and had to well they did on Friday so you yeah, can use that as there a, you go. an example so the Motherwell game that was postponed on Friday Kelly and Motherwell now have until May to, to squeeze that and just the nature of the group phase of the Betfred Cup I think there's a two or three match days in the next ten days there are then a couple of match days in November and very quickly they go into the last 16 so if you look at the fixture schedule there wasn't really much time for Killy and Falkirk or for Dundee and Forfar to find new dates to drop these fixtures in ahead of the end of the of the group phase so I think that's what's caused these forfeitures of the games I think I think it's a bit harsh to be honest I've got great sympathy for both teams a great sympathy for Kilmarnock um, I know there is a, a Hamden investigation into the circumstances of all these Covid positive tests um, but as far as I know at the minute you know, there's no suggestion of Kilmarnock having done anything wrong in terms of the protocols likewise Forfa you know, you've got to have sympathy for the people at Forfa Forfa are a part time club mm-hmm. um, they will have footballers who have day jobs all, all around the country they'll be out driving vans they'll be you know working in building sites but do whatever it is that they do walking um, up hills possibly mm-hmm. and coming in to contact with other members of the general public they're not in any sort of bio bubble or anything so when they come back from their work they're tested before the Betfred Cup and only one player is tested positive and yet 
the entire squad misses out this game tonight. Yeah, I think the lower leagues are really going to be in for a difficult time of it, Gordon. Unfortunately, it's the world we live in. Roger explained it there about the command. He's trying to put the fixtures into, obviously, the, the, the busy schedule that we've got already. So uh, mm. the, the, the rules were there. We just have to abide by them, Does unfortunately. That clear it up, any, Andrew? Hey Paul, sorry Paul, that's alright Andrew's um, on the other yeah. line if it makes you feel any better <laughs> That's alright um, I've been called worse <laughs> um, so, uh, No, that definitely goes up I guess just one of my, my last questions is and maybe, I don't know if this has been announced yet or anything like that But I suppose, right, okay, that's what happens in the Betfred Cup down south tomorrow But has mm. anyone ever thought about what happens in Europa League and Champions League If, if there's a Covid test, is the, is the game the, abandoned that the, way as well? Yeah, there, there have actually been some earlier on in the season in the qualifiers, Paul I think it was oh, right. I think it was Sloven Bratislava were one of the teams who They were taking on that Klaxvik team from the Faroes And there were several positive tests they weren't able to fulfil the fixture and, and they lost the game Klaxvig get through against Slovan Bratislava I think it was a Champions League qualifier um, And then Slovan Klaxvig lost next And get relegated into the Europa League And they were put out by Dundalk finally last week So yeah, UEFA are, are adopting a very similar um, Certainly through the qualifiers They were a, a very similar um, protocol to this because again is it just because they, time is of the yeah, essence with these competitions they, they know to, you know uh, you can say Klaxvik could play Bratislava in a couple of weeks time well they couldn't because the next round was mm-hmm. being played the next week and these were one off games if you remember in the qualifiers Gordon and I suppose Roger lots of people are drawing comparisons with Aberdeen's situation with Celtic's situation bringing St Mirren into the mix and all the other Covid scrapes or scares that we've had but there, I suppose Is there a subtle difference there Between not being able To fulfil your fixture And being told That you can't play By yeah, that, by the Scottish Government Well yeah The Scottish Government Stepped in And postponed the games If you like After the Aberdeen 8 And the volleyball And goalie incident Earlier on in the season um, St Mirren Did you know this, When St Mirren Were affected Had Jack Anik And the other goalkeepers Gone to the pub and caught COVID-19 The government would probably have stepped in And postponed the game as, as some kind of punishment For St Mirren and the players Poor Jack Anik and the other goalkeepers Picked it up innocently And St Mirren were then forced to play the game Kilmarnock for me had Kilmarnock Simply had six positive cases And Ayrshire Health Board hadn't advised The entire mm-hmm. first team squad to they, self-isolate They, just had to play they would have them. had to play without Six first team players uh, Thank you very much uh, to Paul I think Andrew's on a similar point Andrew apologies if any of your thunder Has been stolen But take us away anyway Let us know what you think of it all uh, I, 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 I was just going to make the same point Paul made the, the caller before me About um, the two teams that are having to forfeit tonight I mean I, I don't think it's fair And you look at St Mirren as well Who ha- had, had to play a game Without a recognised keeper And had to get a keeper on loan um, but yeah, Aberdeen and Celtic But you're saying it's the Scottish Government that's cancelled that But do you know I think it should be one rule for all Rather than one rule here, one rule there And it seems to be I mean, I'm saying that as a Rangers fan as well I mean, I, I would expect my club to, to be fine with it if it came to us That it should be one rule for everything If a club can't fulfil the fixture Or can't play the fixture Or if I've got Covid thing like that should be, They should forfeit Whether it's a league or whether it's a cup game Roger? Um 
Yeah, listen, I know the point you're making, Andrew. I don't think that is viable. Um, because I, every situation is different. We're de- we like well, we like treating every situation the same. When in actual yeah, fact, that's not and, the reality. And, and if you look at, I made the the point when we started this this discussion with the two games in the Betfred Cup that are off, seeing a very very different circumstances. The Kilmarnock incident, the Forfar incident, nothing like each other. And you find with all these COVID incidents, as you say, Gordon, they haven't really been like each other. The Aberdeen one was the first. The eight players out Then Celtic were caught up And you with can kind of lump Bobby them Bonin together Bonin. If you think of the timing of it And the, the yellow card that we get given And, and, and all the rest and, of it by and, the government and, and the breaches of protocol by players yep. Since those two breaches Any of the subsequent incidents Haven't really involved any I don't know whether impropriety is the right word You know Alec Gogic missed the Hibs game Because he had a false positive The St Mirren goalies missed games Because one of them picked it up, I think, down south. The other ones were told to go. You know, one more was infected. The other one had to go into self isolation. So there was no real element of wrongdoing there. Kilmarnock, thus far, there's been no element of wrongdoing pinpointed. Same with the Forfar lad tonight. So each case is different. Each case, for me, has to be judged on its own merits, and I think that will be the case going forward. Because believe me, sitting here in the first week in October, mm. these are not the only COVID-related. Postponements you will see this season Does that not make sense Andrew Because it's such a difficult situation That we're all dealing with in life at the moment Is it not right that we delve into the individual circumstances And treat them on a case by case basis Rather than just this broad brush approach I, I think maybe that is the case But for the fact that, that, that St Mirren, I mean, Aberdeen and Celtic Aberdeen players went out and parted Celtic player went abroad And came back and played in a game Surely then the club should be held accountable for that. But they were though, but they, they but they were remember they were they were they were fined for it, Roger. And this again, this just comes back to Kilmarnock have been unable to fulfil their fixture because they can't field they can't field a team. Aberdeen, a Aberdeen team, and Celtic yeah. Could have fulfilled their fixtures yeah. And were willing to fulfil their fixtures yeah. They were told otherwise by the government. And, and I can and see why that's confused some people. Yeah, and, and Listen, we discussed it a few minutes ago Perhaps Kilmarnock Had it not been for the guidance Of the local health board Would have fulfilled the yeah, fixture Without the six Without the six players They will have I think the rule says You need 13 players Can they have a squad in the, in the low 20s They would have had no problem Rallying 13 players For the game on Friday night At home to Motherwell But The health board decided That in light of the six positive cases Their advice was On public health grounds Which has to be their priority the rest not to self-isolate Andy, I doubt we've heard the last of it So give us a call back at some point If you can, it'd be great to speak to you Let's get ready for the full-time teaser You're going to need your pen and paper And your thinking caps It's a good one We'll bring you that next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here We're about to get the lowdown On Rangers new signing Bongani Zungu If you've not Seen a lot of them And you don't know what to expect Well we're about to speak to a man Who does uh, Let me quickly Just set up tonight's teaser though And we're a bit late on this And it's a tough question as well So you're going to need to be Even sharper than usual Right the question is this Thanks to Martin for sending it in 10 players Outfield players Who've played for Rangers Since 2000 And have played against Celtic in Europe What a question that is 10 players who've played for Rangers Since 2000 and have played against Celtic in Europe Outfield players only Catuso Not since 2000 Unfortunately It's good You've hit the post It's not good enough A good answer that. I like that So you, I, in, in, I, I, I like to myself Apart, from, apart from the time frame You are correct 
Han var ikke godt Had a premonition earlier on that you were going to ask this Nikita Jelovic Yes, Nikita Jelovic, well done Any more before we move on quickly? I'll give you until the end of the show to get the answers Ooh. Any, any more for any more? Five seconds No, we'll leave it there Alright, uh, it's 01419511025 There's still time for you to join in on the phones But I'm pleased to say we're joined at the moment by Eric Devin Who is a French football expert He's here to talk to us all things Bongani Zungu Eric, how are you? Thanks for joining us Yeah, well thanks guys, thanks for having me on Not a problem at all How would you sum up Bongani Zungu? What type of player are the Rangers fans getting? Yeah, well, he's a he's a player who, again, my experience c- comes from having watched him play with Amiens, who are a team that, who plays in in France. Uh, they got relegated, uh, but played very well under Christophe Pelletier, the manager who was in charge in his his time there. He was brought in nominally to replace Tongi and Dombele, who I'm sure um, many of you will know. Um, generally played in the four two three one. He and uh, Thomas Mancondui were were sort of box to box midfielders. Um, Zungu is often tasked with being a more defensive presence, um, but I think what we've seen from him, what, what he can do is he can definitely offer more than that. He's more than just a sentinel or a number six or, or what have you. He does have some dynamism to his game, um, and I think that we've seen that with his country as well. Playing for playing for South Africa, he does uh, get forward a bit more. He does he does find a net a bit more. Um, but in that role, Christophe Pelletier, um, you know, some some would have some would have said he was a miracle worker. Uh, with the resources he had at that, with that Amiens side, um, the departure of Adamale was tough for, for a team without a lot of means. Um, but the way that they played very organized and very disciplined football uh, meant that perhaps Singu was on a bit of a shorter leash, um, and he responded to that well. He he was played very he played in a very disciplined way, but I think that he can affect the game in a more open way as well. Um, you know, not the greatest passer, but uh, decent with the ball at his feet. Um, physically strong player. Um, good vision. Um, yeah, I, I think that it, it really depends how uh, Steven Gerrard wants to use him. He could play in a four-three-three at the base of the midfield, but he could also play in a box-to-box role. Typically at Amiens, he was playing in, in a midfield two and a four-two-three-one. So again, uh, Gal Kakuta was the, the center, center, center attacking midfielder there. So again, he was tasked with playing a bit more defensively than he is capable of doing. Yeah, I mean, you referenced there the fact that you said good with the ball at his feet, passing could perhaps be better how do you think he could fit into a team like Rangers where the vast majority of games are going to see Rangers dominate possession because that's 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 the way it works in, in the Scottish Premiership how do you think he'll fit into that type of challenge yeah I, I think again you know if if you're using him I mean I guess possibly you know tactically how would Rangers typically set up I have, I have to admit I've not seen a fair amount of them um, they play a four three three. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, so they, they, they tend to play a 4-3-3, yeah. No, they play more of a 4-3-3, Okay, that's, three, that's three, what, that was my understanding. Mm-hmm. But it, whether he's played in in a midfield two or at the base of that midfield three, I think he is going to add dynamism and zip to the game and, and be a, you know, a, a third option. He's going to be, he's going to add danger to the way that the Rangers play. And I think that he's, you know, if, if he's your deepest line midfielder, he's still going to be able to offer you something from that position. He's not just a, a chop and hack style player. Um, he will get forward with the ball at his feet. He will, will be able to link play. So yeah, I, I think it's a it's a really canny um, it's a really canny acquisition. Um, he was injured in the 2018-19 season 
um, and sort of lost its place as a result. Um, beyond that, uh, <clears throat> while he was injured, tell us, say the manager, let me know, had favored um, Alexis Blanc as the regular partner for Montcondry. Again, still playing that 4 one And he sort of found it hard to come into the team. Um, last season, uh, he had been playing super regularly. Uh, Eddie Nahore has was playing alongside Montcondry Blanc. But uh, after Nahore had left, um, he did begin to get more playing time. Um, but unfortunately, the season was cut short. So I think that, you know, there was a, a there was a bit of a setback with with a torn uh, ruptured ACL that he had suffered, and coming back from that, uh, he, you know, once he recovered that first team place, uh, you know, earlier this year, he looked to be sharp. But then again, the season in France ended uh, with Amiens being relegated. So um, I, I think that again, provided that he can regain his full fitness, again, that injury was more than two years ago now. Um, I think he can be a really vital element. And, and give some dynamism to that midfield, especially if they are sitting, if Rangers are setting up against the low block, for example, as you mentioned domestically. He played, he played we know he played the weekend there, Eric, for Amiens in, in League Two against uh, Con. How, how fit is he? Is he ready to come straight into the Rangers team and, and, and affect the team now? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think so. I mean, like I said, you know, the injury was two years ago. I know we've seen with ACL injuries that it does take a long time for players to recover. Um, but I think two years on, he's, He's got, you know, perhaps not all of the, the zip to his game back, but he certainly has maintained that technical ability. Um, and I think that he is going, he is going to be an asset uh, going forward. Eric Devin, thank you very much for joining us. That was Eric giving us the inside track on Bungani Zungu. Great to speak to him. And I just find out a little bit more because, Gordon, it's not always easy for us to know straight off the bat what type of player Rangers are getting. I was particularly interested in what Eric had to say about Box to box Because I feel like that's a phrase that Has been long associated with the type of midfielder That Rangers wanted during this window Yeah they're very hard to come by And uh, I think Rangers fans were Sort of a looking at that sort of a Type of player the Sort of a You know years ago the Ingerant type You know the box to box as they call it Great engine in them Can get goals Get back Make those vital tackles Just listen to the description there It looks like um, Rangers have got a real good, good player in their hands, but you've got to come and prove it, Gordon, and uh, he'll, pr- he'll get the opportunity of that, there's no doubt. And I'll be interesting to see how he fits into the Scottish game. Uh, Roger, how does he fit in? That, that would be the question because Stephen Gerrard has made no secret that that's the area he wanted to strengthen, and lots of, lots of Rangers fans agreed. But at the same time, I mean, Jack. Always plays yeah. doesn't he And and, and Kamara tends yeah. to play And Arfield's now come in and, and done ever so well So Yeah there's a difference between Strengthening and You know Nailing down a first team yeah, play. So We spoke about strengthening The left back position Bassey came in to cover for Barisic Celtic strengthening the left back position Lacks out going in last night To, to challenge uh, Greg Taylor So The fact that Zungu's there Doesn't necessarily mean Either Ryan Jack or Glenn Kamara Are dropping out anytime soon What it does mean is If Ryan Jack Gets another injury then there's a like for like replacement then If Kamara picks up a suspension Or a knock or loses form There's a like for like replacement there um, Stephen Davis is still a valuable asset to Stephen Gerrard He's not going to play every week at 35 But he's still there for the moments that the manager wants him Aribo looked terrific at the start of the season But he's now injured Arfield out the team at the start of the season He's now probably the first name in the team sheet You know, Daz was discussing that again on Sunday So this of all seasons both halves of the old firm need strength 
and they need depth. And I think if you look at their work in the transfer window, both will feel quite content that they've got both qualities now. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the lines at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Um, Let's see how you're getting on with this teaser Thanks to Martin for sending in And your nightly reminder If you think you can contribute If you think you've got a good question Or a good idea that might confuse the pundits Full time at Clyde1.com So Martin says tonight 10 players who've played for Rangers since 2000 And have played against Celtic in Europe So you need a bit of knowledge about both sides um, On there um, Outfield players only You've got Nikita Jelovic Have a ladsy one Yes, Jack Adam had all beat you to that on Twitter, but that's fine. I've we'll got another you. one. Right. It's just a guess. Arteta? No. Ah. Arteta played against Rangers in Europe. Many are. Oh, turn the question. Um, what about El Hajj Juf? Oh. When would he have played against Celtic? Liverpool. Yes, well done. Um, so Celtic fans have a oh. thing back. Rangers fans have a think as well. I, I think, think I've got. I think football. I've got one there. All right. I'll go. The, uh, uh, Blackburn two guy. Yes. Yes, Gordy. Right, Roger. Come on, chip in. You're doing nothing here. Um, what about Nuno Capucho? Yes, for Porto. Porto. Yeah, Colin Moffat's giving it a go. Robert Highland uh, at High and Dry. Sorry, Robert has got. The youth He's got another one That you've not got yet mm. Rostradamus Token is on yeah, What about One, that? two, three, four You've got five So you've got five to go What about that Arsenal tie Philip Senderon No Giovanni Van Bronckhorst You've shown me the wrong working But he's right It wasn't for Arsenal Oh Barcelona It was for Barcelona, Barcelona. Right that's six down Four to get I'll give you a bit of thinking time And we'll get the answers to that next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Still plenty of time for you to get your calls in and your tweets. We are going to tackle this full-time teaser and we're getting kick-off in the Betfred Cup fixtures as well. Anything that particularly jumps out at you from the Betfred Cup, Roger, obviously two games can't go ahead. They've yeah. been forfeited, which is a real shame. What else? I, I, I think you have to see Hearts. I mean, if you look at Hearts as one of the big city teams, one of the big five clubs in Scotland, Hearts have not played football for seven months. It's, it's quite incredible. Um, they've got a new manager, Robbie Nielsen, an old manager who's now a new manager. And we're just watching their team coming out here at Tynecastle <laughs> tonight. Stephen Naismith. Craig Gordon Jamie Walker They've got the likes of Andy Halliday on the bench Liam Boyce isn't even there Because he's away playing for Northern Ireland They've got John Souter Still on the injury list Peter Haring Still to come back They must they have They signed Stephen Kingsley today yeah, Who has who, played a, in a the Scotland English International. And has played in the English Premier League 20 so odd times It's probably one of the strongest squads um, For many a year In the second tier um, They will win that league by a country mile Their biggest worry this season Won't be the other nine teams in the championship Their biggest worry Will be getting the championship finished So that they can come back up to the Premiership At the first time of asking Forget all that Gordon The big one is tomorrow The Mark Wilson derby they're calling oh, it yeah. The mushroom derby Brecon City Up against Dundee United Where it all started for them 
Yeah, I'll be I'll be really interested. I might I might stream that one, will you not? I may pay a fiver for that and I've got one of the wee clickers that'll just sit and go up there and I'll go just 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 in case I run out. So no Shankland and McNulty, do you think you'll have a good game plan to keep them out? Do you know, Gordon, I know in the cup and obviously you're playing breaking, you're thinking right squad players, but He's got hedge advantage though, he's at home. Well he'll need to be behind that hedge closing his eyes. I'm just hoping that he puts out the big guns. I really do I'm, I'm going to see him on Saturday St Johnston versus Breaking City St I Johnston do, One goal in their last six games Gordon What do you think is going to happen? I'd wait till tomorrow night To see the result Before he maybe go Interesting though Wednesday Regular listeners to the show Will know Disturbing as it is That, that Wednesday's your bath night So I'm wondering If you would go in the bath And stream Mark Wilson in action uh, Breaking against Dundee no, United No no My bath my, my, my bath nights uh, before six o'clock to seven usually. Really? Yeah, that's very early. No, that's very yeah. An, I, an I, hour long. You spend sixty minutes in the bath. No, by the time you you footer about, you get the bath <laughs> run, you get your jammies on the radiator. That type of footing about, get, right? Get your dinner uh, ready to put in the oven, and start, so it takes it, and then you come out, and you've got that time. I still think it's very early do, for a do, bath. I must admit. Do you still use the matey? What's that? Maybe bubble bath you used to get. Oh no, I know that. Just I've got my own special perfumey stuff that it gives in there. I steal them. Well, I used to take them out of the hotels, <laughs> so I just put them in. And you go rub them up, beautiful. You can't. You've got to. You've got to one rubbing the bubbles up. I rub the right. bu- I rub. I rub the bubbles up, and you've got to get one night a week. You've got to just a bit of re- relaxation. Treat, treat yourself right Okay, yeah, exactly right. Right. The, the, Candle on the, the poor nurses don't know What they're letting themselves in for When you go in for this hip hop Have you um, got is, is there a, any sort of public update You can share about the hip Or are you, is it, are you keeping it close to your chest At the moment um, You don't have to I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> wait. I'm hoping to be Within the end of the month There you go Really? Yeah That soon? Yeah so I'll be leaving on a high note Roger, how do you feel if I could get Gord? If we could arrange, I know these COVID times, but we'll forget about that conveniently. You for one night only could be Jim White. Gordon for one night only could be Charles Green. You <laughs> perched on the end of his hospital bed, surgical stockings, gown, the lot, videoed on the Clyde One Super Scoreboard Twitter live on the show. Well, no, and Daz, it might be standing room only at the end of his hospital bed, so um, I'm not too sure we'll manage to squeeze in camera or no camera. But uh, listen, if we can do it, if the hospital, are, you know, not looking forward allowed, to it, let, let's do it. If we can broadcast from your living room, we can broadcast from Daz's ward. Anything is possible, right? Mm. Uh, Daniel Duffy has been in touch. He's sent an absolute cracking answer in for the teaser. The only problem is strong. It's outfield players only oh. His is a goalie But he's followed it up With an absolute cracking outfield player as well So just to remind you Martin is looking for 10 players who've played for Rangers Since 2000 And have also played against Celtic In Europe So quite a wide ranging question this You've got Avaladze Capuccio Diouf Jelovic Tugai Van Bronckhurst I've sneaked a wee one in But I'm sure it's wrong Henenberg, Manchester United Rangers against Celtic Wrong We had Capuccio I'm not sure this is right Pedro Mendes Yeah it's not right Yeah Engel Ostenstad Brilliant Well done Although there's a bit of an overlap Because there was a Blackburn related question last night So Ostenstad and two guy Out of nowhere um, Have been on the teaser two nights in a row That's fine Completely ah. different question Thinking of all the times they played Norwegian They didn't play Tori Andre Flo No You've got three to get The one that Daniel sent in Is an absolute outstanding it's an outstanding shout It really is Well it tells you goalkeeper 
Uh, no. Oh, right. because you never know. I might recycle that part of the question and ah, use it another time. Nice one. Yeah, Thinking of the times they played Manchester United. What about Philip Bardley? No. Lee Martin. No. Mm. Can I politely suggest you don't bother about Man United? You can politely suggest mm-hmm. that. Thank you very much for politely suggesting. No problem. Right, we'll leave it there. You've only got three to get. Let's bring in Peter and Erskine. Hi, Peter. Hi, Gordon. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. Yeah, hello, I was listening to Roger there and he was saying about the uh, the next games against Infermline. Mm-hmm. Now, they're, they're only going to have six players eligible, you know, the, the six that tested positive because the rest can't play. So they're going to have to play the boys then anyway. I think they'd be actually better just forfeiting the whole League Cup because the two games after that are against part-time teams. Listen, then, it, it might actually come to that. The, the way Kilmarnock were talking last night... Um, they feel they've no. Rogers, I mean, they're, they're they're practically out now anyway. Yeah. After that, I mean, it's the rules, so you've got to abide by it. I'm more worried about the, the league game. I hope they don't have to forfeit that. But I mean, this, these are the rules. The Kilmarnock fans will just have to suck it up. So, but I think they should just. I think they should just forfeit the whole lot. It's going to be interesting, Roger. This is where, and everyone's sort of struggled with this, where. Our understanding of of what's going on in the football world is is colliding with with clinical advice. Because if you're, I know where Peter's coming from. This idea that if you've been in contact with someone, then it's fourteen days that you isolate for. That's that's the rule. Everyone knows that. And Peter's right. Using that measurement, that logic, it would it would rule Kilmarnock out those players for quite some time. The remainder of them, however, do you remember the Saint Mirren situation with the three goalkeepers? And it was judged by the health board and whatever else that the third choice goalkeeper, Peter Orminski, he actually didn't have to isolate all that long. Yeah. He was left out as a precaution, and, um, and they might decide as and well. He was brought back in sooner e- than that. Even, even if it's only the six who are available, they considered fielding the youth team tonight at Falkirk and decided against it because, as Alec Dad described, you know the duty of care they have to these lads. Didn't want to throw all eleven of them into the team. They might decide next week that they want to do a mix and match. You know, the, the six senior players might be deemed to be enough experience, and you throw five kids in with. The six senior players And have a sort of Mix and match um, Having missed a couple of games Motherwell and Falkirk No game this weekend They might want to use The remaining Betfred Cup games Just to get players Up to speed again You know Never in qualifying For the last 16 Just to get some minutes Into some players legs When they've missed yeah, So many games uh, Peter what about The the idea of, of Playing a youth team If possible Is that that something You would go for No I don't think so It could be embarrassing uh, they, used to, they played the youth team in the uh, Challenge Cup last year. I can't remember who beat them, but they've, they've never got through uh, the first round practically. The, the mm-hmm. Championship teams, the first division teams, are too good for them. So, I mean, I, and it's the thing I, I was worried about as well. I mean, they're getting investigated now by the COVID. If they, they play two part time teams later on and something happens again, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a can of worms, you know. Yeah, well, what about the investigation as well, Peter? I, 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 can I assume you are a Kilmarnock fan, yeah? Yes, I am, yeah. It's just I wasn't sure, but um, there's obviously an investigation into what happened and, and therefore a decision still to be taken on mm-hmm. on the Motherwell game. Are, are you a bit nervous about the outcome of that? I am, aye. Uh, I, again, I don't know. I mean, if, if, they have, if they have done something wrong, it's probably been a genuine mistake, which then again is the same as what the Aberdeen players did mm-hmm. so I don't see how they could beat Kilmarnock for the game when they didn't join the Aberdeen I know they're saying that the government postponed that sure. but I mean Kilmarnock offered to play it was the, the actual health board that, that 
Yeah, yeah, that, that, game, yeah I mean that's essentially true. They just couldn't could not field a team. Want to play it. I mean, they said they said they would have played. You know, I think then, Dyer did say that, and so did Billy Bowie. They would play it. You know, yeah, they just want to like it. The interesting one, Roger, is clearly a lot of unanswered questions. The Kilmarnock one for Falkirk is is pretty obvious. Because Kilmarnock go through a full testing protocol, um, and if you're coming up against top flight opposition, you have to. To test for the, for the Betfred Cup What is going to happen though When the Championship League 1 and League 2 gets underway And they're playing each other they Well they won't have to test No um, The same way that Dafties like me played football on Saturday morning there And, and, and didn't test You know th- there is clearly a A, a wing it element to, to crossing the white line Backed up I hope by clinical advice And I would imagine so Yeah and this is why we, we, we spoke earlier on that each case needs to be treated on its own merits If there are teams or individuals or numbers of players Who have to miss out after positive tests The authorities, the football authorities The health boards, Scottish government Will have to look at each of these cases in isolation And decide whether or not they are worthy of A simple postponement and a game rearrangement As it looks as if it's going to be with Kilmarnock Motherman Thank you very much Peter and Erskine Some great points made Hopefully we'll we'll speak to you again If we need to revisit them Right you've got three left in the teaser Quick Oh I'm struggling Yeah I've not left you enough time Francis Jeffers No Right Fenerbahce Remember Ronnie Dyla's time Could that be Kieran Tierney's uh, European Uh, debut B.A. Played for Rangers just a couple of seasons ago Very experienced defender Bruce Played for Helsingborgs And he's American I think uh, Bedoya Yes Alejandro Bedoya And the last one played for Bordeaux So we're going back a bit Bordeaux against Celtic And he also played for Rangers Jerome Rotten mm, You got the first name right um, Jerome oh, Jerome Bonicel left back. Jerome Bonicel Thank you Roger and Gordon Thank you for all your calls and your tweets and for keeping us company We are back tomorrow at 6 o'clock Mark Guidi and Andy Halliday are here And Barry Wilkins is up next